Imagine that you're about to board a plane to take a trip. Not a long one, about 50 minutes, give or take a few. Long enough for you to order a coffee or an adult beverage. Your captain is a grade school four square champion and an all-star at UNO. Hailing from Salina, Kansas and residing in Southeast Texas, he will give you his thoughts on music, family, and adventures in life. So sit back and get comfortable. The seatbelt sign is always off. Welcome aboard flight 785. Flight 785 in the house once again. Once again, everybody, I am here. He is I, and I am he. Dutch chocolate, guys. Dutch chocolate. Welcome aboard to Flight 785. My name is Kenyan, and I'm here with my lovely lady friend, Carrie. How's it going? It's going well. You're making me wonder, is it Dutch? Is Dutch between dark and milk or you know what's the rarity of dutch it's dutch chocolate that's all you need to know that's all you need to know and i'm here a mixture well it's just dutch chocolate okay it is what it is i can't (laughs) tell you anything else other than that and guys we do have a guest we have my sister terry who has come all the way from fort worth texas terry how are you doing today very well thank you outstanding outstanding guys we are here it has been two weeks and we are ready to rock and roll and at the very beginning of the show guys i have to let you know i have what you call diplomatic immunity guys what that means is i can say what i wish to say without any fears of reprisals or repercussions so don't don't come emailing me or tweeting me or sending me you know instant messages on instagram with your displeasure okay here i said what i said but if you do want to send me something you guys can obviously send me an email flight 785 podcast at gmail.com but i do have diplomatic immunity so i may say things that may ruffle a few feathers, but you know what? I say what you mean I say. You'll say things that represent the first three letters in diplomatic immunity. I don't know what that means, but what I can tell you is we are going to be fine, guys. We are going to be fine. We all have diplomatic immunity, though, right, Carrie? Yes. Ain't nobody on, got time uh, for that. On the show, no, we all no, do. guys. Uh, I am the only one Proceed. that has diplomatic immunity. No guys. filters that's, that's here. The way no it is. filters. Awesome. Awesome. Either anyway, guys. Anyway, what I would say is current time is twelve twenty-one p.m. on the sixth of March, twenty twenty two runtime probably we're gonna guess about who knows 45 minutes or so you never know guys you never know we just do this off the cup and what i do is i grab some stories from the interwebs off the cup did yes. you say off the it's yes. off the cuff let me tell Not you something cup. let me tell They're you something off the cup. okay it is off the cup okay we say things off the cup and we just rock and roll with it okay that's how we do it here on flight 785 and so at the very beginning of the show i always go by the flight plan so i let you guys know what is going on what we're going to talk about so this week carrie and terry we are going to speak about a case of mistaken identity we're also going to talk about thrillist thrillist is a web page that they give various stories and i have a bone to pick with thrillist 
We're also going to talk about uh, women in the workplace and something a woman has observed regarding, I guess, performance evaluations. And we're going to talk about a controversial marriage issue, along with learn something, right, Carrie? What have we got and learn something? Well, you kind of threw me off because we were pre-dating our recording, and I was working on the history of March 14th through the 16th. Right. Around the time the air the the program airs the okay. podcast airs, so right. we're gonna do some history of that happened during in the time period of March fourth through the sixteenth. Okay, outstanding. And then we'll get into we'll get into Abby is not right, my favorite portion of the show, where I grab one of the advice columns and we chop it up. So that is what we have going on so far. But first, we need to get into what we have been watching on the telly. So what have you guys been watching? What do you got, Carrie? What have you been watching? So I saw this interesting show. I think it's on the History Channel. Okay. And it says Eating History. And they they eat their way through history. And it came about because these guys found a bag of potato uh, Lay's Frito-Lay potato chips that were made back in 19, I think, 30, 40 or something. Okay. And so I don't know if you know, but Frito-Lay's originated in Houston. Someone was it had corn, salt, and oil, and made Frito chips on the street and sold it on the side of the street here in Houston. Really? And that's how Frito Lay came about. Somebody bought Frito Lay by some minute amount of dollars, right? And the recipe and mass produced it. Okay. Well, now they have the additives and preservatives that keep it better. But these two guys opened the bag of old chips and tried it. I can't even imagine. And they how eat their way it. through history. That's gross. Yes. Okay. So now people all over the United States will send them cans of food that hasn't been eaten eaten old expired many, food. Yes. Many, many years. They'll open it up, try it, tell the audience. That sounds it, like poisoning to me right there. That does. So I hope they're all up on their shots. But I'm I, I I was wanting to look into that show. Okay. So that was a future to be, you know, explained okay. in the future. I see. I see. Terry, what have you been what watching? What have you been watching, Terry? I have started watching this show. It's called Stuck. They've only had two of them so far. And I believe it's on the TLC channel right after Dr. Pimple Popper on Wednesday evenings. And where were these people stuck at? It varies, okay? It really varies. Um, for instance, a little girl had a bead stuck in her ear that they couldn't get out. Um, okay. And then another lady had the brake of a bike stuck in her thigh, which is kind of weird, yeah. The bike broke apart and it lodged in her thigh. She was in oh, the wow. ER. And then a guy was on his roof and um, he had the nail gun facing up instead of facing down. And he said he knew better than to do that, but... Something jarred it, and he got the nail in his upper arm. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And the problem was that there was a barb. There's barbs in the type of nails he was using. So they tried to just yank it out, which couldn't because oh, the barb was yeah. catching. So they had to take him to surgery to take it out and everything. So, yeah. yeah. And what was funny was at the after surgery, you know, he was saying thanks to the surgeon and everything. He was still on the drugs and everything. He said, oh. I, I love you, man. I love you. I and love the, you. And the surgeon said, I, I love you too. Oh. Yeah, oh. yeah, it was really good show. Really good, really good. So you watch that along with Dr. Pimple Popper. That's Dr. Pimple Popper, yes. And there are thousands of people 
across the world who watch uh, Dr. Pimple Pop. Ain't nobody got time for that. Thank you, Terry. Thank you for that commentary. Thank it's you so much. Right? We're that going to move on. What, what we, we are going to move on like to what I've been watching. <laughs> uh, we are going to watch. Uh, actually, my lady friend and I are going to watch this evening. It is called The Courtship. And it is a group of eligible suitors who are vying to win the heart of a heroine in Regency-style England. Hello, governor. So what you got is you got a bunch of losers, okay, all dressing up in, you know, old, I don't know, 18th or 19th century clothing. And it's basically like the Bachelorette, except they're just wearing costumes. It's got Bridgerton costumes. They're just wearing costumes. And this is something that... Carrie wants to watch. Guys. Why, why can't another... you just DVR it and we watch something that makes sense tonight and then you guys can watch that like tomorrow or something. How's that sound? Carrie? Carrie, yeah, yeah. Because we know, know it's Kenyon who really wants to watch this so show. So you want to watch. You're in this with me, Terry. So what? let me get this straight. If I suffer, you suffer. Okay. Let me get this straight. Okay. Oh, and, and to top it all off, the parents, you know how back in the 18, 1900s, the parents were always present when the ladies were being courted. Yes, yes, that's right. This, the parents will be present through oh, the court gravy. show too. Guys, okay. you all know that I only watch PBS. Okay, I watch all types of shows on. I don't PBS. think you could even name a show on PBS. Well, I'm glad Kenny, you, asked. you don't even know what no, channel I watch, it's on. I watch the PBS News Hour. Uh, I watch Frontline. I usually get a good, you know, I get a good kick out of Finding Your Roots, okay? Oh, good. Um, you know, Just a Mortal Man. I watch that. I like Kenyan. to watch that. Kenyan. Uh, okay, let's let's bring the truth and now. The okay. great, and the great British Banking Show. I watch all that on PBS. Nothing I, but I educational shows. Nothing but educational shows, okay? And it is on Do PBS. You watch it da- says uh, it right Downton there in my... Abbey? Do I watch what? Downtown Down- Abbey. It's, Down, it's Downton, it's Down, okay? It's Downton. Downton. It's Downton. You know Downton. what, guys? Guys, I, I, I apologize, guys. Terry Downton. lives in Fort Worth, Abby. okay? She lives in Fort Worth, okay, where their education ain't too good up hey, there. Hey, 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 that's Fort enough. Worth. It's Downton Abbey, okay? What, what about Not Paul, downtown. The, Paul, the, Paul the Midwife? Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody want to watch a show where a bunch of women are delivering babies. There's at least one delivery every episode. Father Brown's on PBS. I like Father Brown and the Frankie Drake mysteries. Those are really good. I tried watching Father Brown. It was rather slow. You know what? We need to move on. Okay. This is, we need to move on. So yes, guys, we are going to be Sesame Street and Bob Ross. We will be watching the courtship this evening, guys. So let me know what you guys I hope it's just an hour. We'll see. We'll see. Let's talk about mistaken identity. Terry, have you ever been mistaken, had a case of mistaken identity for you? Uh, No, no. There was a child in a rest stop one time who thought I was someone. I can't remember her name. She was a star from back in the day. And no, no, he told his parents who I was. And I said, no, no, that's not me. I'm not her, you know. But other than that, did you no, sign the autograph? I did not. I did not go that far. <laughs> so, guys, Terry was at the rest stop. Uh, she was picking up trash as part of her community service. <laughs> that is not true. And, um, and so, Terry, please let me speak tell my truth she was picking up trash uh at the rest stop and she was recognized by someone a child who thought she was a star you know that's a heartwarming story terry thank you thank you for that commentary how about you how about you kenan has anybody mistaken you for anybody's identity has anyone mistaken me 
yes. for anyone else. I know you've no. been asked to sign autographs. Well, listen, let me tell you something. I don't who, really who want do to... Who do they think you are? I, listen, I don't want to toot my own horn, okay? But oh, toot what, it. Just but, toot it. But what I, what I will say is, yes, I have been recognized by... I have a good number of fans. Not, not too many, but I have been recognized in public places here and there. And, you know, I'm very... I'm and what modest, do they call you? I'm a modest bad... But what do they call you? What do they call me? They say it's Dutch chocolate. No, they don't. Yes, they say it's Dutch chocolate. They say, DC, can I get an autograph? No, a pick no. and an autograph. And I say, absolutely. No, people yes, ask you, babe. You and then what I do is, please, Carrie, let me tell my truth. And then what I do is I say, Carrie, please hold the camera and take the photo for me and this fan. And I, I, you know what? I'm a very gracious celebrity. I go ahead and I sign whatever they want me to sign. Okay. And I take the photo. Okay. That is a, exactly you, what happens. Even please, though Carrie, you're five nine, they ask you if you're Magic Johnson. Oh, goodness. no, Come no. On. You know what? There, I, you know what? There has been a couple people who have asked if I was Magic Johnson. And I know I am very tall. I am a tall, tall <laughs> glass tall of a hot chocolate. Tall. And people do mistake me for Magic Johnson a lot. And I do tell them, no, I am not Magic. I am not Magic Johnson. I remember but, when there was a mistaken identity, Kenyon. You um, had mistaken my mom, someone else from, from mom one time I remember uh, <laughs> several years ago uh, when you were a child not obeying me as usual and we were in the grocery store and I told you to come here ain't nobody said, got time for that thank you, you for that no. commentary Terry and thank you for that commentary guys thank you so much guys thank you we've got to keep the show moving okay we're at time we've got to keep the show moving so Southern California woman okay she is suing the LAPD for a case of mistaken identity, this woman spent 13 days in jail, okay? A Southern California woman, her name was Bethany Farber. She was 30 years old. She was detained and later arrested over a warrant issued out of Texas, okay? Mm. So there was a warrant out for her, for her name, out of Texas, okay? So she was at the airport, okay? Side-by-side -side photos between her and the other woman uh, you know, show that the woman had that was had the worn out for her had much darker hair and had little resemblance to Miss Faber. But the authorities still detained her, okay, threw her in jail, okay, even though she claimed, you know, you have the wrong person, okay. While she was in jail, okay, inmates tried to touch her and ask her for favors she could not fulfill. Okay. What? What, they what ended is the up, point of this? They ended up, let me finish, please. They ended up checking out her cell phone GPS data uh, uh -huh. from the time the alleged crime had taken place in Texas okay. and noticed that obviously she was not there. Okay. Yes. And so they finally let her go. And what she is doing is she, she is suing the LAPD for $2.5 million. Okay. 13 day, days in jail. 13 That's crazy. days. Yeah. I, handcuffed I don't, I don't at LAX. Okay. Handcuffed but, but at LAX. That okay? would be embarrassing. The fact that no one checked her middle name, her birth date, or her birth date. Okay. They didn't even check basic information. They just cuffed her and threw her in jail they for 13 her and days. Her. That, you <laughs> know what, Gary? Gary. Gary. There Gary. was no, I didn't say anything about. Oh, 
George wow. Takai, get the hell out of the studio. This is Sorry. ridiculous. There, there's no cuffing and stuffing here, okay? I said they cuffed her and they put her in jail for 13 days, Carrie. Okay, there was no stuffing. Okay, I don't even know what you're talking about I here. I don't know either. You realize Sorry, this I is a family know. show, okay? I didn't this know is a family. This just is heard this it is a fa- <laughs> Guys, we're gonna move on. Okay, I don't, I don't know where Carrie is talking about, what she's talking about, <laughs> but we are going to move on. Okay, I have an issue with Thrillist. Okay, now Thrillist, they listed, they made a list of the fifty most beautiful states. What is Thrillist? Thrillist, it's a website where they do stories on oh, different, okay, different okay. things. I okay? thought it was like extreme sports. No, it is the fifty most beautiful states in america okay and they rank them okay and does it change guess what they rank well it's different different writers guess what they ranked kansas why did they only do 50 aren't there didn't we decide that there's 51 states the story says that they listed 50 states okay okay so please stay with me okay please stay with me please don't interject with your questions save your questions save your questions for Terry and I have February thirty first. Save your <laughs> questions for February thirty first, and we will get, get we them to you. We had a philosophical debate yes. about how what how many states there are. Well, I think we're going off on a tangent. Okay, the question is, where do you think they ranked Kansas in the list of fifty most beautiful states? Where do you think they gave them Kansas? Fifteen. Terry? It is kind of boring. It's just those fields, you know. Okay, so what what number do you think they gave? What number do you think they gave Kansas out of 50? I said 15. 15. Okay, no, Terry, no, what's that? No, 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 31. 31. They gave Kansas number 50. Oh, hell no. Wow, which was, was dead last. Man, that's just dead no, last. I told you it's kind of boring. And you, know, you people, and listen, that, let me tell you something. There are some beautiful spots in Kansas. Very beautiful spots. You have the Flint Hills, okay? Just never, don't just don't get on I-35 headed south you, to, to Wichita. You'll just want to, never mind. Yes, well, I well, anyway, you have the Flint Hills, okay? You have Perry Lake. Have you ever been to Perry Lake? It's in Perry, Kansas. Beautiful, no, no. beautiful, beautiful place. You have Tuttle Creek. Uh, outside of Junction City. Have you ever been to Tuttle Creek? Yes, yes, I have. Yes, fish tuttle. Yes. Yes, you have fish. She has fish tuttle illegally. uh, That is not If you will. She did. I have diplomatic immunity. She was fishing at Tuttle Lake illegally, and that's why she ended up having to pick up trash at the restaurant. Okay. Because of, yes? Yes, Carrie. I think the most beautiful place is watching a sunset in the middle of a wheat field. There There you go. It's beautiful. There's wetlands in Hoisington, Kansas. Beautiful, beautiful state, guys. Beautiful state. So some notables, they gave Texas number 22. Number one, can anyone guess what the number one most beautiful state, according to Thrillist, was? Hawaii. Oregon. It was California, number one. Oh, come on. Hawaii, number two. Alaska, three. Alaska, three. Utah, four. Colorado, at five. Oregon made the top ten, though. Oregon did make the top 10. I don't yes. know how. What about Washington? So Washington there. was in the top 10 also. Okay. So dreary. Well, they're beautiful. The Washington's beautiful. Uh, but it rains constantly. It, well, it, you know, it, if you it, catch it between the rain. It, well, that's, yeah, that's between the times nice. of 10 a.m. and 10 15. I heard that Washington's raining. got the highest suicide rate, though. That's because it rains. Washington it's ranked number six. You need sun for happiness. Washington yeah, at true. six and Oregon seven, Michigan at eight. 
How uh, did California? I'm sick of California. Arizona, yeah, Arizona at nine and Wyoming at ten. You're will just, it okay. not You're just saying will it, that because we're in Texas? No, will it will it not be a state anymore when it breaks off? It's not, listen. We have to. What do you we think? have to, what do you we have think? to be positive. It's, it's not oh, gonna, okay. We whole, have to be the whole positive. State's not going to break off. It's just going to wear thinner. Congratulations, California. Okay. Congratulations. I do have. I uh, don't agree with that. I do have a good number of listeners in California. I can check the analytics of my downloads in California. I see you. I appreciate you guys in California, even though my convict sister does not. I, for one, now I'm a convict. I, for one, love you, California. Keep listening to Flight 785 Diplomatic Community. I wait. I have one more thing to say. One more thing to say. The transition music has already started, Terry. I'm sorry. Do you hear that? Open your ear holes. Go ahead, Terry. What do you have to say? What I have to say is... What more the, What more hateful things do you have to say it. about California? The, I am not a convict. The only thing I have, I have one speeding ticket on Highway 50 going 63 in a 50. Why and that was in, I don't know why that she's telling was in May of 1985. May That's it. That's the only ticket I've ever had in life. Okay, so I was at That's the rest stop. That's before you were driving. Through. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, nineteen eighty five. That's a long time ago. I think I was, I think I was, what ten in nineteen eighty five or something like that. Eight, whatever, something, something or something whatever. around that lines. I don't understand. I don't understand. Anyway, moving on, guys. We are going to keep it moving. Carrie, how are you feeling? How are you feeling so far on the show? I'm feeling pretty good. You're Thumbs feeling good. Up. Outstanding. Thumbs up. Well, you're really gonna like this story. Well, I Gosh. feel good too. Well, I'm the guest. Well, yes, <laughs> yes. So anyway, so here's what we have. We have women in the workplace. Okay. And here's what happened. After a negative experience at work, a woman discovered that a certain word is only ever used to describe female employees. Okay. This woman's name is Katrina Palancia. Okay. And she uses her TikTok account to share stories that empower women in their career journeys. Okay. And she says that she recounted a time at work when a male coworker labeled her abrasive. Okay, after feeling upset about the comment, what she did, she did some research, you know, on the term abrasive and what she learned was enlightening. Okay, there is a word that's almost always used to describe women and hardly ever used to describe men, she said. Okay, I'm going to tell you about the time I was called that word. Okay, so when Miss Plants, what is the word? It was abrasive. The word was abrasive. Okay, the word was abrasive. Yes, I said that okay. earlier. I okay, but that. then you said, I'm going to tell you that yes. word. And we're like, well, what? We thought yes. we already heard yes, that the word. Yes, the word was abrasive. Okay. Okay. So when Plantia so, was... Pre- wait, wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go with the questions, guys. Here we go with the questions. You're on board flight 785. I need yes. a clear picture. Yes. So was it a write-up? She got written up as being abrasive? Or her well, boss just says, I need you to tone down your abrasive? Well, I'm trying. Well, let me get to the story and I'll be able to tell you what happened. I'll be able to paint the picture for you, if you will. Okay. Could he get there a little quicker? So when Palancia was preparing, what you're doing is you're building up the story, Terry. That's, you know, if you were a hard hitting journalist like me, you would know that. But since you're not and you're an ex convict, okay, obviously you wouldn't know those things. But let me please continue. When Palancia was preparing for a new hire at work, Okay, she had a new hire coming on to work. Okay, so she ran into an issue with her coworker Steve from the IT department. 
Okay, she had requested that Steve at the IT department set up the new hire's computer before their first day. Okay, so after a few days, Palancia went to follow up on their quests. She spoke in a matter-of-fact tone to Steve that was equivalent of not putting exclamation points in the email. Okay, but Steve didn't take it too well. A couple of hours later, my boss comes up to my cubicle. He grabs a chair, sits down next to me and says, hey, you're not in trouble. I just want you to know that Steve from IT came into my office and that said you are and said you are being very abrasive. Although Palancia didn't get in trouble at work, the word abrasive left her feeling unsettled. She discovered a study, okay, who reviewed uh, a study by linguist Carrie Ann Snyder who reviewed 248 performance reviews from 28 small and large companies. Snyder found the word abrasive was used 17 times to describe 13 women, but men were never called that word once. In fact, okay, in fact, because men the just study don't care about their jobs. That such a character critiques appeared in 71 of 94 of the women's reviews, but were totally absent from the men's reviews altogether. So these were written reviews. Oh no! This is it's terrible. Just so unfair! This I tell you, terrible. it's ridiculous. This is terrible. So what? So what I'm hearing? What I'm hearing is there's no equality in, in the workplace with men and women. That's what you're in, hearing. In, no, what I'm hearing is that women feel that abrasive is being used more in their performance evaluations than men. And what I say to that is, if the women, Do you know why? Please let me finish. If the women would stop being abrasive. They, their name, abrasive, wouldn't be put in their performance evaluations. Women have to be abrasive because they're not being heard. The they're first, not. The first so tell time, me what the problem when is, a man, When a man in the workplace asks for something to be done, it's done immediately. Okay. But when a woman asks for something to be done, you know what? I'm going to yes. cry you a river in a minute. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm trying to hear what you have to say. Please continue. When, Please continue. When a man... When a woman ask for something to be done she yes. has to ask two or three times as it's obvious that that it guy should have got his stuff together and, that's right it should have been you done push that button one more time i'm but, gonna be really abrasive let me tell you something that's, that's my talk. engineer you. good job listen good you're, job. Being, you're gonna feel abrasion <laughs> let me tell you good something job, this is ridiculous get him, get him. this is ridiculous I am. I have diplomatic immunity here no, okay See, i had to tell you stop pushing that button how many times like I, three times. When a woman the, the, speaks, a woman speaks. You have you no more diplomatic let me immunity. Tell you something, guys, my co-host, co-host Carrie is being very abrasive on this podcast. She's being very abrasive, <laughs> and, I, and I don't like it. Right. But Terry, let me ask you: in your in your you know your dealings with the workplace, have you ever been labeled an abrasive person? No, I can't say that I have been labeled abrasive. Um, mainly, I've been labeled like. Um, a little blunt uh that's abrasive meeting soft skills i've been that's told abrasive. that a couple times that's abrasive. Um, but not necessarily the word abrasive now i'm sure if a man had done or said the things that i have that they would not be labeled that way it would so just you're, be telling expected. Me, you're telling me you're telling me that to be done immediately you're telling me you're telling me in the workplace tell it like it is they have no issues but when That's women right. in the workplace tell it like it is, 
we're either being B-I-T blah 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 yes. or right. abrasive. And now they're just using the word abrasive instead of B-I-T. Well, I don't That's know. Right. Listen, That's I right. can't confirm nor deny that. We need to get that. rid of that crying button too. I cannot confirm. Listen, I cannot confirm nor deny this, okay? But what I can we tell can you. We can confirm it. What I can tell you is if women would stop being so abrasive, they wouldn't be labeled abrasive. That's how I feel. I stand on what I have to say. Diplomatic immunity. New year, same me. You're on board flight 785. You know what? We need to move on. We need to move on. So guess what, guys? I know this is not a relationship podcast, but I have so a story. Say. Well, yes, but I have a story that I feel needs to be addressed. So here we go. Do so you want relationship advice? No, 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 no. This is just a story that we're going to chop up and talk about. So it says, when a couple gets married, they typically vow to love each other in sickness and in health. However, perspectives may vary somewhat on what exactly this entails. One frustrated wife has been left at the end of her tether after her 30-year-old husband, who recently became ill with the fever, expected her to wait on him hand and foot even getting her to come home from work to readjust the heating or warm him up some zoop. Men are such babies. Or I soup. When they're sick, it's like, good Please, night. we're not going to turn this the into... The world shuts down when men are sick. Listen, we're not going to turn this into... I know when into... my man is sick. No, wait a minute. It's not about us. Everything shuts down. It's not about us, there, okay? There's it's, snot it's, everywhere. It's not about... He can't even pick up his own Kleenex. This is yeah, not yeah. a... It's nasty. This is a war it, on it, it men. It turns nasty. Yeah. Please, let me finish. And they think okay. they're dying. It's like, come on. You know, it's a cold. And, and, it's and a when cold. I'm sick, I just want to be left alone. Bring me some food every three or four hours mm -hmm. and some yep. you know, I'm hot going to tea have... or lemonade yep. and I'm good to go. Listen, yep, I hear listen you. I'm going to have to mute you guys' microphones until I can get oh, through I this story. Oh, I thought we muted can, yours. If I can please get through <laughs> this, okay? Now. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll allow your microphone to be back on. So here's what happened. Here's what happened, okay? The wife is upset. Yeah. Okay. We hear it. Now, the husband apparently has had this attitude since their dating days, and the exasperated yes. woman admits he can be a total. Yes, he can be a total when he's sick, expecting her to step Does up. Does that rhyme with when... sick? No. Whatever. You know what? You stop it. Whenever it gets even the mildly. Witch. Okay. Listen. Listen. Shut it. He is expecting her to step up whenever he gets even mildly sick because it shows who I really am, in parenthesis. At first, the 34-year-old wife believed her spouse was just being overdramatic, given that everyone gets sick, but most people don't expect to be pampered. However, her other half was quick to correct her on this point, stating that expecting me to take care of him even when he just has a cold isn't a luxury, in fact, it is a right. It's about to go down. Thank you, Kevin Hart. He she is says telling it's her, a right or he says it's he a right. He is telling her that taking care of her, taking care of him is a right. It is a right that needs to be done, Carrie. That is what he's saying. He is saying it is a right. He's apparently had this attitude for two long years now, and she's become tired of his demands. Taking to Reddit... This is what she said. She was venting, the wife was. 
Mm-hmm. He got sick a few with fever a few days ago, even though I fed him, brought him his medication and cleaned up his vomit and whatnot. Oh, he still yeah, called. No, he no, still vomit. called while no. I was at work and told me to get home just so I could do ridiculous tasks like reheating his soup or adjusting the heat in the room. Her husband, who was unemployed, had her leave work for no fewer than three times, pretending the situation was serious when this just wasn't the case. Did he have COVID? No. Putting her foot down, okay, <laughs> yeah, you she so. told him to quit interrupting her while yep. she was working. That's what I'm talking However, about. having apparently not taken her request in, he proceeded to once again do just that. This time, she refused point blank to leave work and see what other ridiculous man- demands he had back home. At this point, his mother got involved, ringing her up with the stern ticking off. The woman continued. She called me and berated me left and right about what an awful person I was not to drop work and come to see what her sick son needed right away. I can't believe he called her his mother. I explained to her what he's been doing, but she still said I was wrong to ignore his calls. Did she tell her to take care of him? Please, let me finish. Please, let me finish. At this point, she'd really had it. After heading home, she got her husband into the car and drove him straight over to his mother's house. That's what I'm talking about. There you go. She the recalled, hospital or his mama. Yep. She recalled that the mother met us at the door looking confused. I told her her sick son needs a mother, not a wife at this time, and suggested <laughs> she takes care of him until he's recovered. Then he could get home later. She started yelling at me, saying stuff like, Sharon, get back here right now. But I drove off. Yep. My husband just kept watching, probably thinking I'd gone crazy. Later on, Sharon received nasty texts from both her husband and mother-in-law, both of whom accused of her, her of being passive aggressive and putting work above her husband's health and struggle. I'm sure now she I seemed abrasive. You, oh, please. I'm sure. I'm sure. She was very <laughs> abrasive. She was passive aggressive. She wasn't passive please, aggressive. Me, she oh, no, took she care was, of the situation. She, she handled it. Let she me tell you. It. Let me tell yep. you something yeah. right now, guys. So now I have a solution. I just take you to your mother. Please, let me tell you this right now, guys. <laughs> this is not a relationship podcast but we need to talk about this that I was feel, the greatest solution of i feel all. that this woman solution yeah i feel that this woman was being selfish okay she please the let mother me finish let not me... expect the wife to do anything more than what the mother can't do please let me tell my truth please yeah there we go okay from a man's yeah. perspective okay okay you, you want your mama right you two are abrasive so you guys cannot say anything so okay? you want your mama what i feel yep. is this okay if he mama's was, boy if he was feeling bad okay his wife should have came home a fourth time she did to take care of him and and tended to his needs versus putting a sick man in a car and driving him all the way to his mother and dropping him off it's abandonment and it is a war on men so let me ask you this yes yes if the woman was sick do you think the man was going to wait on her like that without question Without question, for okay? real, I don't. You know, I don't want to turn this into me and for you. For over three days, whenever or you're sick, just one day, whenever and you're then sick, you quit. Whenever you're sick, I take care of you hand and foot. I wait on you hand and foot. Okay, I provide you delicious meals that are nutritious, oh, full boy. of nutrients, and I here get we, you nursed back. To okay, health. okay, wait, wait. Fast food all day, every day. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> There were two <laughs> solutions to this, and she took one of them. The other solution, though, is. Get her some Ambien. 
drop it in his tea. The okay, guys, we're running out of time. Home no, and no. she won't have to worry about it. Ambien's a dangerous drug. You should not take that we do not when you live alone. We do not recommend. Guys, this yeah, is why she. This is the reason why she spent some jail time. Time in jail. Okay, <laughs> she she's talking not. about giving people. Stop Ambien. talking about your sister Thank that you, way. You know what? You're going to be in trouble you with your mama. Can you imagine? Right. You know what? I don't feel good. Here, honey, drink this. <laughs> drink this. <laughs> Some ambient laced tea. This is yep. ridiculous. I bet and, he'd feel better you know when he what? woke up. You know what? We're going to move on, guys. We're going to move on. I Cold soul. We're, we're, we're we're, we Either are, the mama or the ambient. That's what I'm talking about. We're, it's we're good stuff. Move. Let's let's get into learn something, Carrie. Are, are you ready for learn something? I've learned something. No, no, no <laughs> you absolutely have not. You absolutely. Listen. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. I'm so please. glad your sister's here no. for the weekend. Let's get into learn I'm going to have to make some notes. No, let's get into learn something. What do we have in learn something for this week? All right, tell us. So the history of March 14th through the 16th. Okay. okay? Yes. Uh, This day signifies... uh, Do you know what this day signifies? Which day? The 4th? The 16th. The the 16th of March? Yes. What what do you think has happened on the 16th of March? The 16th of March is St. Patrick's Day, I believe. No. It's not. What it's day the day is before St. Patrick's it's Day. The day what it's day the day before St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. It's the 17th. There you go. Yeah, the it's day the, before. Yeah. But what uh, do you know of any significant events on the 16th of March? Well, I know McDonald's is selling shamrock shakes, but other oh, than that. Oh, we need to go get one today. Oh, yeah, well, I didn't even think about that. Let's stay on task. Yeah. But, but please. Okay. So yes. after this, we're going to get shamrock shakes. But there are many historical events that have happened on March 16th. Is that right? For instance, the United States Military Academy West Point was established on March 16th. Oh, really? Yes. And there were some very famous generals that have studied at West Point. Does anybody know any of the generals that have studied at West Point over the years? Grant. Patton. Patton's one. Yes! I don't believe Grant is on the list. McClellan? McClellan was one. Okay. Then, uh, go ahead. Hood? No, I, I didn't see his name on the list. You didn't. Washington? No. Lincoln? West Point no, wasn't no, even no, around. No, I don't think it was Listen, around hold on a minute. George Washington was the first president, <laughs> so, okay? So West Pat, Point was... Pat, not, hold on, hold on, Carrie. Hold on yes. a second. We, I, I feel I this is it. a... I get it. I feel this is a I teaching moment. No, no. Okay? I heard you. It's Listen, not, he wasn't George around. Washington... Was the first president, okay? So West Point was not there. We didn't during, have a military. We didn't yet. have a military. But you know who was there? Rick James. Okay, is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Thank you. Right. Whatever. Thank so you, Rick. We, we had Robert E. Lee. We had uh, William Sherman. We had Stonewall Jackson. We had, and then as Terry mentioned, Patton in 1909. And then John G. Hayes. A former president of Coca-Cola was also a, a a graduate, I believe, or a general from West Point. Really? And then another famous graduate. There was cocaine and Coke. No. Yeah, there was. No. Okay. <laughs> See how it you all blends together? You Rick James, you cocaine and Coke. Okay, please. Somebody went to West Let's Point. Let's keep it moving. He... Okay, so we Maybe do still also, doing it. you know how the president, you know okay, was- okay, 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 you know what, <laughs> you know, there was three astronauts that graduated from West Point, and one of those astronauts was uh, Edward Edwin E. Buzz Aldrin, the yes, astronaut, Buzz, Buzz Lightly year. 
No, no, no. Buzz, the astronaut, the Buzz first Aldrin. man. But yes, yes. Have you Aldrin. ever heard of yes. the you first know. man, okay. the lunar landing, along with two other astronauts? Yes, I okay. recall. Yes, okay. Just took and then second. one of the more recent commanders from West Point was um, H. Norman Schwarzkopf. Yes. He was the Storm commander of, yes, that responded to the Iraq's invasion of Kuwait yes. and Desert Storm. Storm and Norman. Yes. So does anybody know the female grad, the first woman graduate from West Point? And what year do you think it happened? Uh, uh, Terry, I will defer this to you and then I will give my what? answer. Just because she's a woman? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, ladies I'm first. Yes. Um, Guess the year. The year it happened? Yeah. In this man's world, we'll say... Wait a minute. What's that supposed nine? to mean in this man's world? Wait, wait. Just, let's take an educated guess. Scary. I'm going to say 75, but I doubt... 1775? 1675? 1975? Of course. Can, can we didn't even get to vote to the beginning of the century. I'm going to say that it yeah. was... I'm going to say that it was Betty Crocker, 1953. Wow. No, way off. It, the woman was more correct. She was off by five years. 1980. Can you believe that? You are that? kidding me. What no. did I say? What did I say? I, this had been I had been five, no, six years old before. That is ridiculous. That is crazy. 1980? 1980 was the first year a woman graduated from West Point, and her name was Adriana Lee Helen. I, I, I don't know ridiculous. if she was related to Helen Keller. I wonder if she oh, was no, abrasive. Oh, no, that was, that's Helen. Never mind. Do you think she was abrasive? <laughs> Do you think she was she, abrasive? She, she better have she been. She probably had to have been to be yeah. the first one. Okay. So there were some other CEOs. Um, there was George D. Pinto, and he... Um, Pinto Beans. Yeah, no. He was a CEO of 7-Eleven. Oh, very nice. Okay. Very and nice. then one of the winners from Donald Trump's The Apprentice. Do you remember that? Oh, that lady? Yeah, Kelly Perdue no. graduated no, from West Point. No. And then the CEO of Twitter, Anthony Nate, graduated from West Point. Too. Oh, very nice. Okay. Very nice. Then there was a famous author on March 16th in 1850 that published a very famous book. His name was Nathaniel Hawthorne. Do you know what book he wrote? Uh, I'm going to say it was... Uh, let me to guess kill a quick. mockingbird. No. no, it wasn't. And what year was it? 1850. 1850. On March 16th. No, that doesn't. That doesn't. Scarlet Letter. The Scarlet Letter. Has anybody read that? I have not. No. It was a book based on a strict religious belief of the Puritan influence. I've read this book. It's Hawthorne grew up in Salem, Massachusetts, and his grandfather was part of the Puritan leaders of the Salem Witch Trials, and he felt that his ancestors had been very cruel to sinners, and especially women in that time. Mm -hmm. So he wrote a book teaching people that they should forgive people of their sins, and it was about a woman that had had sex before marriage or something mm -hmm. and they put a letter a on her chest anyway i've read oh, the man. book before it was very good hmm. that's a very well-known book wow that's interesting and lastly norman thargood um when was the first he was the first astronaut 
He, uh, he was the first astronaut to ride on the Russian space station in 1985. And, but this was on March 14th, um, which is kind of ironic since we're back, you know, back in the day, there's, there was a huge competition with Russia and now we're having issues with Russia. So I just thought I'd bring it up, but Norman Thargood was also a, um, I think he was a graduate at West Point. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Wow. Outstanding. Yes. Good Outstanding. job, Carrie. That's interesting. Yes. You're on board flight 78. I didn't know so many astronauts graduated from West Point. Yeah, neither did well, I. I would have assumed it was the Air Force Academy. Well, mm-hmm. shout out to right. Army. Shout out to Army. But let's move on. Let's move on. We need to get into the last part of the Is show. Is West Point Army? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's in uh, Western <laughs> New York. Okay. Okay. Right, moving right along. So here we go. We need to get into <laughs> Abby Is Not Right, the portion of the show where I grab one of the advice columns and we chop it up we chop it up so are we ready are you ready terry i'm ready carrie are you ready i'm very ready dearest abigail i've been married to my husband derek for 32 years we consider each other to be our best friend except he refuses to allow me to see or use his ipad he has it password protected Mm -hmm. derek and i have been together since high school and i have maintained a very good relationship I'm not sure why it bothers me so much that he refuses to let me see his text messages can, or can emails. I, wait, wait, I need to stop you. She says, this is where it's going wrong. She says, I have maintained a very good relationship. I. There's no I in a marriage. It's a we. Yes. Yeah, That's yep. where she went wrong let, let right me, there. Let, let me finish, please. Okay. Let me finish, Okay. I don't think he's cheating, but my intuition is sending me warning signals that this can't be good. Should I buy, Should I be concerned and should I confront him? Oh, this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. I don't know what's going to happen. Are you crying so for the female? My, my, my question for you guys is, let's see. Or I'll, my question for you all is, do you think this is an issue? No, okay. Wait, so let's see yes, what it's Abby an has issue. to say. Yes, it's Abby it's... says Derek always has Derek always been this territorial, or is his secretiveness something fairly recent? If it's the latter, then your intuition is telling you something important and you should be concerned. Before you confront him, ask yourself what you intend to do if your worst fears are realized, and be prepared for that. Once that's done, Tell your husband what you have told me, that hiding his text and emails has made you afraid that he has been straying and you need reassurance. P.S. In the past 33 years, okay? You hear this, right? Yeah. Yeah. In the past 33 years that Abigail was with her late husband, I never, ever felt the need to look at his wallet or his mail, or his email, or phone, because he never gave me reason to. He was always very open and told me I was always welcome to. The reverse was also true. Neither of us kept secret from one another. That is what I wish for you and Derek. Now I ask you, Terry, what say you? What would you tell the what would you tell the reader? What would you tell the person that submitted this? I would tell her that um, whatever she wants to get into that um, I'd ask him for the password. Then if 
you know, he was like, well, no, blah, blah, blah. Then I'm going to lace your drink with Ambien. Oh, hell no. <laughs> That's what you do. Thank you, Terry. That, no, Thank no. Thank you for that, that commentary. I, no, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I have once again been cut off, Carrie. No, go ahead, please. You have the floor. Thank you. Thank you. Take it to a computer store. Have them break the password. Look what you want to see. Engineer, one more time. Oh, hell no. One more time for emphasis. Engineer, one more time for emphasis. Oh, hell no. I'm kind of with Abby. Either you trust him or you don't trust him. Okay. If he absolutely refuses to let her look at it, then Yes. yes, I would tell him he's guilty. He's guilty. Yeah. What I feel is this. I feel that she should mind her own beeswax. Nope. That's what I think she should do. I think that this gentleman has his... Or she should not share anything with him. No, no. And then he can see how he likes it. What I'm telling you is this. Okay, you guys are trying to turn this into a relationship podcast. What I'm trying to tell you you is this. You asked us for a relationship advice. (laughs) Exactly. She... Don't close your eyes on me. Don't get flabbergasted. uh, First of all, I never get flabbergasted. Second of all, she is being nosy. Okay, she's looking into this man's private life. She needs, if she can There is no she, private there, life. There's no, married. They, it is they, her private it's life. No, it's, it's a we, like I said before. It is her It's a pri- we, but like I said before. It is his private life. No, okay? no. His iPad and his emails. She should just private. get her own house. She, what? <laughs> she needs <laughs> to get his own house. Listen, guys. With his money. Guys, yep. if you fail that I am correct, that she needs to mind her own business. Give me a hell yeah. Hell no. Nope. No. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that is that is what we have for Dearest Abigail, guys. That is what we have. If you feel that she should mind her own business, shoot me an email. Flight785podcast at gmail.com. Or if you feel that she should continue to be intrusive and a terrible wife, then Wait, please what? go ahead and oh send me another email goodness. at flight785podcast at gmail.com. Diplomatic Let community. him have it, ladies. I Let said, him have yeah, it. I said what yep. I said. Anyway, we are running out of time. We are at time. Terry, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Do you have any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Um, I do not have any final thoughts other than find a good computer store and that's it. Well, I don't know. I do not recommend that, guys. I definitely do not recommend that. Carrie, do you have any final thoughts? Any final thoughts for us? Just read his mind. Do what? Read his mind. Know what he's thinking. Know what he's thinking. She should know what he's thinking before he's even thinking it by this if they've been married 30 years. Okay. All right. I, I can catch you before you do so. It's not oh, about us. Guys, we're out of town. We're out of time. I see his ornery grin. Guys, we'll see you guys. <laughs> he in two can't weeks. even make a move. We'll see you guys in two weeks. You go, girl. You go. We're, we're running out of time. Guys, I will leave you with this. Life is too short to be anything other than amazing. We will love y'all. We love y'all. And we will see you in two weeks. You're on board flight 785. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. 